Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fear Boners, presented by the Down in Front Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and I am so happy to be back with you so soon after our last episode. It is now February. We survived the groundhog telling us that there's going to be six more weeks of winter. That's always some tough news to take, but we are well on our way to Valentine's Day. And dear listeners, that is one of my favorite holidays, because you know what that means. It means it, it's that day where we all get to rip our still-beating hearts from our chests and gift them to that person or persons that makes our boner the most fearful. So yeah, enjoy Valentine's Day if I don't talk to you all before then. But bringing it back around to why we're really here, what really scares us, I just saw a terrifyingly great movie that they just popped up on Netflix. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. But before that, let me catch you up on what I've been up to. What I've been watching, I've been watching a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of stuff we've talked on previous episodes. But most of my time has been spent playing the new Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter World. Warren is probably on his way back from Alaska right now, and when he gets back, hopefully we'll squat up and take down some big monsters. Or if any of you listeners are actually currently playing that game, hit us up. Look us up. We'll probably get the game cast going, and we will play some live Monster Hunter in the days and weeks going forward. And maybe we'll play with some of you guys. So let us know if you're also into the Monster Hunter game. It is pretty, pretty dope. I've thrown a few hours, to say the least, into that game. And along with that, I am drinking tonight tea, because it's cold out, and I'm trying to warm myself up. I was out for most of the day. So going from there, this movie that I had mentioned previously that was apparently just fresh put up on Netflix is a little suspense. I don't know if I would call it horror. It's not hard horror, but it is really good, because you don't necessarily know where it's going. And I remember seeing a trailer for this film last year sometime, a little while ago, and get really excited because it was really well cut. The sound design was really great. It was very suspenseful. I would say it's a suspense thriller with some horror elements, some some supernatural, spooky, scary elements to it. This is 2017's The Ritual. Now, I didn't really recognize any of the dudes in the cast from other things, you might, but it was, when I looked into it, the name David Bruckner, the director, struck out to me. When I looked into that, I realized he is a gentleman who's actually had his fingers in several pies, and by pies I mean movies, that I am very much into. He directed VHS, Southbound, and The Signal, which are three of my favorite horror movies within the last few years. I would say within the last decade, except The Signal was all the way back in 2007. Great movie if you haven't seen it. He also worked on writing those. So coming from those three movies, I was really psyched to know that he's got this new film coming out. And also watching the trailer got me pretty pumped. And also, I was surprised to see in the beginning credits, apparently Andy Serkis helped as an executive producer on this production. So I don't know if he played a part in the movie at all. He's just credited as a producer. But essentially, the setup for this movie is you're presented with these five guys who are best mates. They're all British and they're hanging out in a pub and they're tossing back some beers and they're talking about, you know, getting old and getting up there and growing up and having wives and having kids and doing all this stuff. And they're trying to plan a trip. 
like a bro trip and you know the one guy says Ibiza another guy says Vegas all these stereotypical places that guys are trying to to party and then this one dude says why don't we go hiking in Sweden kind of out of left field but I've been to Sweden Sweden's really nice I went to Stockholm for a little while it was pretty great out there I'd love to get back out there now after watching this film though I don't know if I would ever want to go back to Sweden now mind you what essentially happens, and this isn't even spoilers, through an unfortunate series of events, one of these gentlemen dies, and they decide to to still go on this trip, kind of to honor him. And so they're basically hiking through the Swedish countryside, what keeps being referred to as Northern Sweden, and just, you're presented with all these beautiful shots of the forests out there, and the, the wildlife, and the nature, and all these panning shots all these wide shots all these sweeping shots like you see all this beautiful all these trees all these mountains and you just kind of you slowly take it in and you're like yeah that's beautiful but also there's like four guys here sort of in the middle of nowhere and off the bat you kind of already know well shit they're probably going to get lost because they're not really staying on the path or they're not really doing what they're supposed to do so you kind of know the setup you kind of know what's going to happen and then shit starts to get weird. You can tell there's some tensions between some of these guys. They're all supposed to be friends, but they're kind of picking at each other in little ways. And shit really starts to go down when they they sort of start to realize they're lost. And it starts to rain. And they wind up finding an old abandoned cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere northern sweden dense forest now if you ask me dear listener as good as that sounds you know being lost in the middle of nowhere cold soaking wet in the rain and then you find shelter mm, i'm not gonna go it's still a cabin in the woods that's never a good idea but truth be told i was kind of rooting for these guys up until a point because there are parts in this movie where you think you know what what's gonna happen and then it takes a sharp left turn. Maybe not a sharp left turn, but it definitely turns into a different movie by the by the end. Now, if you read the premise for this movie, it mentions that they are stalked by a presence. Now, this presence is one of the best parts of the film because they do a really deft job at tiptoeing around it, maneuvering in such a way that you don't quite know what it is. And you can't really tell what it is, and you're not quite sure if it's a, a figment, or if they're going crazy, or if they're just paranoid, or if they're just scared, or what have you. But by the time that it's sort of, you get the idea that either way this is a thing, it's presented in a way where you're almost given these puzzle pieces in different scenes. You don't get to put all the puzzle pieces together, and you kind of have to put this thing together in your mind and imagine what it looks like. And it's terrifying. It's like a weird Lovecraftian being that stalks these guys through the woods, but not Lovecraftian in a way that there's like tentacles and Cthulhuisms and things like that. But even though towards the end of the movie, you do get a few good peeks at this thing, I would have a hard time describing it to you right now. And also just for the sake of spoilers, I don't want to get into describing it, but I'm still thinking about it right now and kind of having a hard time figuring out how it worked. And not in a bad way, 
the effects were kind of hard to... T- I don't... There was clearly some CG, but I would also say there was a fair amount of practical effects, which was pretty great. There's repeating tropes that we're all familiar with, like a couple of dudes get injured while they're hiking the trail, and it's like, oh, go on without me, or oh, don't leave me here. But that's not really what you're scared of. The whole time, it pulls this really great claustrophobic feeling out of the woods. It's not even nighttime in some of these shots because the trees are so dense and they're standing so straight you're waiting for someone to jump out of the woods at you so you're not sure what's going on because one of the guys is convinced that they're being followed by people and one of the other guys thinks it's an animal and one of the other guys who was there when their friend got killed essentially has ptsd because he witnessed his friend getting murdered And this movie does a really great job of portraying that, the effects of PTSD. Like, the guy has visions and nightmares about it still, six months later. I mean, six months isn't a lot of time after dealing with something like that. But the way that they shoot these scenes of him remembering these things in the middle of the forest are amazing. And it leads up to this great scene towards the end of the movie where he's kind of just having these flashes of memories and you know the way that you remember things and how sometimes it changes even though it's so vivid something like that witnessing somebody die you would think that you would remember it like like it was yesterday but sometimes lines blur and memories change and this does a really great job of like kind of giving him a purpose with that issue but also making it clear that like he's trying to get over it or work towards resolution in some way and it's a great metaphor for what ultimately becomes kind of a i I wouldn't want to say ridiculous movie but towards the end the turn that it takes is incredible i wasn't sure how i felt about it at first but i was like this is almost three different movies because it is there's parts that are pretty horrifying there's parts that are like highly dramatic And then, yeah, like I said before, it's like a suspenseful thriller-type movie because some of the shots in this movie, the long pans are like the holds with the really well-produced sound, the stingers that they drop in there, like the sound production, either between sound effects or the score for this film, is so good. There's heavy bass notes that come through when... There's all these scenes of these these guys staring into the woods or getting lost in the woods or having these nightmares that are sort of not really cognizant of where they are, what's going on. You can't there's some points where you can't tell if it's reality or if they're dreaming, having a nightmare, hallucinating or what they're seeing. But it's not confusing in a way because towards the end of the movie you get a better idea of what's going on and it's tied into a lot of weird ancient things and it almost develops this this mythos so quickly towards the end of the movie that it doesn't feel like it wraps up too quick but it's still successful in its delivery because you sort of see what they're trying to to bring to an end there but it still in a way comes full circle that sounded really vague but i'm so pumped about this movie i don't want to potentially ruin it for anybody who's going to go out and watch it, or who hasn't already watched it. So yeah, I would highly recommend The Ritual. It just popped up on Netflix. Uh, Definitely give it a watch. 
by yourself or with friends, preferably in a dark room, pop some popcorn, put it on, and hope for the best. Because I wouldn't say, like, there's not, it's not a jump scare kind of movie. I don't really get jump scared that easily, but there are some slight moments in the movie that are genuinely creepy. And some of the interactions between the guys are pretty weird. There's like a nightmare sequence where all the dudes are having different reactions because they, they when they wake up in the the weird house that they stay in there's a night where all the dudes basically freak the hell out and they don't know what to do or they don't know where they are and suddenly they just remember they're like oh yeah we've been in the woods we've been like walking for a while now but they have this moment where they're like well why would we all have strange nightmares and that seems like something yeah sure like everybody has a nightmare there's something coming it's like a weird psychic presence or maybe this is our mind telling us there's trouble, but this scene was done in such a way. There's a lot of moments that sort of blend with the Blair Witch, but not in like a bad hokey way. Not only the old one, but the new one. Honestly, the house that they spend some time in in the movie looks just like the house that they used in the new Blair Witch, but they don't do the thing that they did in the weird new one where they make it seem so much bigger on the inside because this is a small house and it's clearly small. It's only one room on the bottom, one room on the top house. But there's just an establishing shot at one point. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the same house that they shot in. Though I don't think they filmed in Sweden. So that probably defeats that theory entirely. Anyway, to bring it back around, if you have a moment this weekend or as you're ripping your still beating heart out of your chest to give to your uh, one and only or two and only or however your relationship works, pop this movie on. Maybe if you guys want to get scared together, watch The Ritual on Netflix starring some dudes. And it's a really good one and I highly recommend it. So thank you for listening to Fear Boners presented by the Down and Front Podcast. This has been your host, Andrew. And if you like what you hear, you can find more of it on downinfrontpodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page uh, at facebook.com backslash downinfrontpodcast. You can also tweet at us. We have a Twitter. We've been tweeting for a while now. You can find us at underscore D-I-F-P. You can follow us on Twitch now. We do have the GameCast. Like I was saying before, we're probably going to be up there. Warren and I playing some Monster Hunter in the weeks coming forward. And you can find that at twitch.tv backslash down in front podcast. Uh, and if anything in the episode that I've mentioned or uh, brought up, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns even, though I hope I'm not concerning you too much, you can email us directly at downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. And we, we, try to, we try to make ourselves available for our fans and listeners. So, dear listener, if you want to tell me that you hate me, tell me that you love me, or want more of these Fear Boner episodes, uh, just let us know. If there's a movie that you think we should watch or comment on, or if there's something you think we haven't heard of, give us a heads up directly at that email, and we will appreciate it. Now, speaking of appreciation, brings me to my last thing. If for any reason you love Fear Boners, if for any reason you love the Down in Front podcast, obviously it's me, so you're going to love it. You can pop on over to patreon.com backslash Down in Front podcast, and there you can donate a dollar a month, a hundred dollars a month, anything in between. 
you know, every little bit helps. And we really, really appreciate you. It just, anything makes it easier for us to do what we do. We do it for absolutely free. We do it because we love it. We do it because we love movies and we do it because we love you guys. Um, but going forward, what we're going to be trying to do for our Patreon members is we're going to be making some exclusive content for those folks. So if you want to get in on that too, roll on over to Patreon and check it out for more details. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Fear Boners will return uh, sooner rather than later. And stay scary, people. 